Welcome to the Simply Vegan podcast with me, Holly Johnson. And me, Molly Pickering. And we are your hosts with a new episode every Thursday morning. Each week we discuss all things vegan and plant-based, from your stories to news, debate and recipe inspiration. Um, This week we are joined by Niaz Khan later on in part two, and we're going to be talking about curry. He's a top... Um, top chef on Brick Lane in London and his wow. yeah his vegan menu has won awards and he's got lots of tips on how to create the perfect curry does that mean that we need to go to his award-winning restaurant I think, is that what you're telling me I think we need to go there soon I think everyone should go there mm. he said that um if I have to, he's, I have to. yeah <laughs> I, have to. I do love curry do you Oh, I love it so much. I actually went for a curry this Sunday. Um, I think we discussed it on the podcast um, a couple of weeks ago. There's a brand new vegan Indian restaurant oh, that's yes. open on Gloucester Road. It's called Vegan India. Um, oh, it's so good. Yum. It's so good. Well, before we get to that, we're just going to quickly share your um, letters and your tips and things like that each week. Yes. So, and and you can email simplyvegananthem.co.uk with your thoughts. Do you have your own amazing recipe inspiration that you want to share with us? So, this week we heard from Corporal James North, who said he'd like to thank us for our contribution to the movement. Thank you, oh, James. Thank That's you. so sweet. Um, and he's been vegan for just over a year. He's really enjoyed listening to the podcast. Um, he's um, he started. Bless him. He started at episode one. And he's listened through oh to all of them. I mean, that's 150 episodes and he's managed to wow. catch up now because he's only, you know, we've been going for what, like two, two and a half, three years. It feels like ages, doesn't it? But also like not long at all. Whenever I hear like 150 episodes, it genuinely just kind of blows my mind a little bit. And I wasn't even part of all of those episodes, but you were. Yeah, it's it's insane. Um, thank you for everyone for supporting us to keep yes. going. <laughs> Um, but yeah, he's talking about our episode where we would discuss the James Martin story. So James Martin was wanted to ban margarine vegan spreads um, because they are full of just processed oils. Um, but James has an amazing tip. So we we talked the last few weeks. We've talked about this, haven't we? About different recipes. Yeah, it's been a bit of a hot topic yeah, on has. the show, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. Really? So everyone's had loads of good tips. So I said I use avocado or or just like a light spread of coconut oil um mm-hmm. and then school night vegan has a recipe in his new book yes. and um james suggests using extra virgin olive oil in a small margarine tub and he just freezes it so it's genius yeah i know so it's just literally olive oil which is obviously much less you know bad for you than the a mixed sort of yeah, concoction of different it's cheap more oil. natural isn't yeah. it it's especially if you get a good quality extra virgin olive oil do you know what my favorite one i actually don't even want to say it because it's the only one that's always in stock and <laughs> i love it so but i don't i don't really want to say take it, molly's is, olive oil but don't take my olive oil <laughs> i will i will stop doing the podcast <laughs> Um, <laughs> sorry it's very dramatic uh, uh, I just love olive oil so much it's my favourite 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 thing in the whole world maybe that's a bit you're dramatic you're so funny again. I'm so so funny <laughs> um, what was my favourite olive oil Tesco organic olive oil really four pounds right I think yeah I think it's about four pounds and it's um, it's quite a big glass as well and it's just amazing it's organic 
you see, the price on olive oil now is just astronomical. Like it's insane. I understand, you know, it's an imported um, product and all of this stuff, but it's. It's just I know ridiculous. sometimes you see it and it's like sort of 15 quid and you're thinking <laughs> okay but I, I just yeah. get whatever's on offer obviously ideally yeah. organic and extra virgin always extra virgin my husband will just go in and buy any cheap old rubbish and I'm like no <laughs> sunflower oil yeah oh, don't don't be giving me your sunflower oh, oil. I caught him trying to put the vegetable oil on the roast potatoes and I was like I'm not eating it. Oh, no, I do. I, I do do that. I do put vegetable oil oh. on my roasties. Only on my roasties, okay. though. I, I, extra virgin on everything else. I just, I've just had it drummed into me about like cheap oils and I'm just like <gasps> scared of them. I know. It's just I don't often have roast potatoes. I don't know why I'm justifying this. <laughs> um, <laughs> I don't often have roast potatoes. But when I do, I'm basically the queen of roasties. So it needs a good vegetable good, oil. Good glug of oil. Um Talking about that, I've uh, I finally got an air fryer, haven't I? Yay! Yes, you have. So, I'm so happy. I it's know. You, where have you been? I don't where know. have you been? I'm so behind the time. So yeah, I've got an air fryer, and I did tofu in it last night. I don't really know oh, what I'm doing. I didn't even put any oil in it. I just stuck the tofu, like crumbled it up, put it in. It was so crispy. It's insane. I would say just like a little drizzle, a little drizzle of oil, not a lot. Uh, did you just? put tofu in no sort of like coating or anything like that no I mean it was very bland wow. but I covered it with like a miso sauce so mm, um yeah that's good I don't really know what I'm doing can I put like liquid into the no I can't no. <laughs> you can't do that I'm gonna blow it up Molly I need <laughs> you are gonna blow it up <laughs> my friend used to... I shouldn't have no. I shouldn't have given this to you no <laughs> so this is Molly's um review air fryer that she reviewed for the vegan food living website and you've <laughs> had such fun slash a bit of a nightmare haven't you because you've had the all last these air fryers <laughs> your whole house has been filled with and they're massive aren't they the the one that I give you as I said was the smallest one and that is big the one that I've given you is a big one but it's the smallest one that I've had oh so my far God, that's to review. crazy yeah, yeah I mean, it's a grill in one as well yeah. it's very fancy I know I'm yeah I'm just trying to work it out because the recipe booklet is all like meat it's kind of like chicken and it's meat heavy so I'm like well I'm not making chicken so um what what do I do <laughs> but my favorite thing is sorry tofu chickpea flour a little bit of soy sauce so chuck the um tofu up into chunks I tear it rather than chop it because it just creates more of a crispier yeah, exterior I did that. yeah she knows she's already she's there I'm learning um literally like a maybe two teaspoons of soy sauce and then uh, chickpea flour um if you're using the soy sauce to be fair I don't use a lot of oil but if you want to just like make a really really crispy literally just a drizzle of olive oil put it all mix it all in a bowl put it in the air fryer cook for like maybe 12 to 15 minutes it was so fast so good I was it's insane I know I was so excited I was like look everybody look (laughs) it's cooked already (laughs) I was very excited so yeah I know um they're not affordable for everyone but you can get you know cheaper smaller ones can't you if you don't have like Mm -hmm. a big family or whatever yeah um did we go off on a tangent with James's butter idea? I think we did. I think we, we did. Yeah, we got into oils and then air fryers. 
I don't know how that uh, works. Uh, stay on track. Stay on track. So we're here, we we're had here. our first live cook along for our patron members on Friday, and it was so much fun. You were amazing. Chef Pickering is your Ooh. new nickname, Molly. You were such Thank a natural. You. I was literally living my best life. Yeah. I think I'm born to be a TV chef. I think you presenter. are. You are. So I'm going to give the next one a go, and yeah, if. I'm a disaster, then Molly's just going to do them <laughs> do them all because you were so good. But the next cook-along is on the 9th of June at 12.30 GMT. So please do join us on Patreon. We're trying to get to, what is it, 100 sign-ups by the middle of August. Yes, that's our goal. Okay. That is our goal. And we need you to support us. We're on a mission to get as many people, you know, maybe not even necessarily fully vegan, you know, just eat a more plant-based and I think we've got we've got the goods. We can help you. We we just really want to keep the podcast going. So we would love it if you would head over there. And it's just from two pound a month, which is what I mean. It's you know you can't even get a cup of coffee for that anymore, can you? No, you can't. That's such a classic way of describing like some sort of fee each month, isn't it? A cup of I know, I know, <laughs> <laughs> I know. It's such a cliche, but um, yeah, we do appreciate every single, you know, every single sign up, every single email we get. We love you guys, and we couldn't do this without you. So, anyway, um, we were in the office yesterday, weren't we? Which was lovely we in Bath. So, um, those of you that follow us on social media, we we posted a little selfie, which. Yeah, I had to stop myself from editing because I looked about oh, 100 years no. old. Everyone's so young. It's not fair. <laughs> Polly, you're so young. What are you on about? <laughs> I'm not. What are you on about? I'm feeling really haggard at the moment. I need, I don't know, I need to sort of... little TLC. Yeah, I think I do. Do you know what I've started doing? What? Waking up before eight o'clock. Oh, well done <laughs> you. <laughs> I was out running at seven this morning. I was like, look at the weather, oh, yeah. look at the sun, look at the cows. <laughs> I can't, I, I I, just, I'm such a sleepy girl. I, I'm so sleepy. I absolutely love sleep as well. I think it's maybe as you get older, you sort of, oh my God, am I like one of those old people that's like, I've got to get up now because I could die. At four o'clock in the morning. <laughs> oh God. No, definitely when just I was younger, sleep. yeah, I would not get up early. But now I'm just like, well... I know if I get up early, I can fit in my exercise. It just makes you feel so much better. Like I feel my, me and my boyfriend woke up. Um, we both woke up at the same time because he is also a sleepy boy. Um, so we were just like, right, we're going to make an effort. We're going to we're going to wake up. <laughs> and we did. And he ha- I know it sounds so funny. Come on, we can do this. We can wake up. We can wake <laughs> Go up. Go to work. <laughs> he sometimes, I'll have to get him up at like half 10. I'd be like, you've got work in an hour. No. You need to get out of bed. Sleepy boys. We're just <gasps> sleepy boys. Whoa. I, know. I can't imagine We're... sleeping in. I don't think I've ever slept in that late unless I'd been like clubbing till like 4 a.m. or something. No. I, Mate, just... I, do, I don't even want to explain to you my like student days. Really? I, I just... don't we're not going to get into that territory. I just I think I'm just too sort of hyper alert all the time I'm like <gasps> what's that birds birds are singing it's morning anxiety it is lovely though it is lovely the birds but yeah waking up we were there we we had breakfast together we made we had ginger shots we made coffee we did the washing 
I had time before work to do all of this stuff, which is very, very rare in my instance because it's always like, oh, it's dead tonight. Wow. I better get out of bed. <laughs> <laughs> Shouldn't be saying this tonight. No. <laughs> Sorry, boss. Yeah, don't don't Sorry, listen. Boss. Just rolling on rolling into the lounge in your pajamas and logging on. <laughs> uh, that doesn't happen all the time, I promise. Um, well, that's the joy of working from home, isn't it? Unless you've got, you know, yeah. client facing meetings or something, then it doesn't really matter too much. As long as you've yeah. got your eyes open and your brain engaged. And I do. I have that all the time. Yeah. Well, like I said, please do join us for our cook along on the 9th of June. It's patreon.com forward slash simply vegan. And we also have a live at 7 p.m. on the 31st of May with Dr. Shireen Ooh. Kassam, who heads up the plant-based health professionals. And it's a Q&A, so you can ask her whatever you like. Um, yeah. about you know nutrition health your vegan diet so that's going to be a really exclusive um just really yeah a, a great chance lots of, to... lots of stuff going on on patreon there right is. now there is a lot going i think on. it's kind of a you need to be on the situation oh, i'm getting do. i'm getting fomo <laughs> i create the content <laughs> yeah we were going to talk about curry so um we were Niaz khan yeah he's um got He's won awards for his restaurant and his vegan menu. He wow. he's you know sort of developed ways of not using ghee and um, cream. So, what do you cook curry on a regular basis? Because us Brits, yes. we love curry, don't we? And vegan yeah. curry is so good. Like, there's so many different things you can do. It's like that was the first meal that I made when I went vegan was a curry and. For some reason, I don't know what's happened, I have become progressively worse making curries. My curries are often bitter. I know why this is, but I'll talk about that in a sec. My curries are often bitter. I just feel like they're just a little bit lacklustre. They're just quite, you know, they just don't quite hit the mark. Yeah. I think it's because I have, I love like curries from a restaurant or a takeaway or stuff like that. And like I just love them so much and I know that they often have a lot of butter or you know oil, oil and yeah oil and sort of potentially like MSG or whatever Salt which is like yeah yeah all of that stuff which you know is fine in moderation but and it's also stuff that I maybe don't often have access to in the house um so I think I'm always just kind of like chasing that yeah chasing that pony and it's it's not it's so true it's, it's never going to taste as good it's like the naan bread isn't it like it's oh, never although I am good at naan oh this is my thing okay amazing at making amazing at breads oh god well, amazing, I would not bother to at, make naan bread. bread I know Tesco um Tesco naans are um vegan but again you know check the just double check the yeah recipe. yeah just um yeah check the packet but they're definitely starting to remove the dairy which is great so it's easier to get hold yeah. of them um, I, I tend to have like a bit of a formula that I've, I feel like I've cracked it, but every mm. curry tastes the same. <laughs> so it's like, but that's nice though. I know. Not, well, it's... no, cause I, I want to like mix it up a bit. Like just, you know, looking at, obviously I source recipes for vegan food living magazine. And I'm constantly yeah. looking at all these amazing dishes and you're thinking, God, like you're so boring. It's always like chickpeas and spinach or. I don't know, potato and, and some, you know, veg or fake, mm. fake chicken. Um, and it tastes great, but it's like, I don't want to cook it too often because it's the same every time. And it's kind of like yeah. staple, like ginger, garlic, onion, garam masala, some turmeric, some cumin, but not too much. Cause that is so bitter, isn't it? 
I what cumin? Yeah. So I actually really love cumin. It, it can bring like such a really like mellow, smoky flavor that's kind of like also quite peppery. Um, I've actually got probably my it's like a holy grail for me. It's the best curry book. Um, it's called Spice Box, and it's a hundred curry house favorites made vegan oh i remember you talking about this before i'll link to it in the show notes because i'd like to get that oh my god grace regan who is the author she is just amazing she's so knowledgeable she has like the intro to the book i think it's like 20 to 30 pages literally just listing loads of different vegetables loads of different oils loads of different seasonings all of this stuff and how to just get the most out of that vegetable or that spice oh, wow. or this, that, or the other. It's just that she just has so many great curries, dals, breads, chutneys. Mm. Oh, my favorite, favorite um, recipe from there, which I can't remember the top of my head what it's called, but it's um, like a street food um, dish and it's um, fennel, fennel seeds, mm. cumin seeds, I think mustard seeds as well. You fry those off. Um, and then you add some oil and then you add fresh sliced um, fennel. It's kind of a bit of like throw anything in the pan, mm. green beans, all of that kind of stuff. My kind of cooking. Um, oh, God, it's so good. The, I Fennel is my favorite thing. Favorite really? spice, favorite sort of veg. I just love it. That sort of like... Um, Aniseedy, isn't it? Aniseed, that is it. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I just See, love I'm... it. I never used to, no. never used to like it. But now I do. Okay. I Yeah, I wouldn't sort of, I wouldn't say I'm crazy about that sort of flavour. But I have made like a fennel slaw before, which was lovely. I think mm. it might have been a Jamie Oliver recipe, like pre-vegan days. Although, you know, slaw is vegan, isn't it? Unless you have mayonnaise with egg in. Um, yeah, I just, yeah, I just feel a bit stuck in a rut. And often, like, there's so many ingredients because there's so many different spices. You look at the yeah. recipe and you're like, whoa, I just can't even be bothered to rifle through my spice cupboard. I'm just going to. Yeah. And often as well, I, I don't know if you have this issue, but spices that I have in my cupboard are very old. <laughs> Not very old. Yeah. Yeah. But they they are quite old. Pre-pandemic, think... like, dates. Yeah. <laughs> Some of them, like the smoked paprika, the cumin, the onion powder, the all spice, all purpose, all spice even, they get hammered. Yeah. I'm doing, I'm, those are on rotation, yeah. you know, every two, three weeks. But I've got like a tandoori mix that I've got in the back that has probably been this for about three years. That's so true. I reckon. Yeah. And I'm just looking on it. It's just like, will I ever use you? Yeah. Do you even taste nice now? <laughs> Because they do, they do lose their flavour, don't they? They lose their their freshness, and I think that's like the important thing to remember as well. Is even though it's like a, a powder or whatever, like you still it's bringing flavour. So you want that to be just because it's not like a fruit or vegetable, which you know looks fresh. You still want those other ingredients to still be fresh. Mm, yeah, that's that's true. I'm just thinking it's giving me anxiety just thinking about my spice cupboard because they're just like shoved oh, in. God. And like you say, you just have those five key ones at the front where you're just chucking yeah. them in everything, like scrambled tofu, chuck, chuck, chuck. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Garlic powder, onion powder, paprika, turmeric. It always reminds me of that Michael McIntyre sketch. I don't know if you ever saw it. And it's like the spices that just get like moved from house to house. Yeah, like yeah. 
Spice, spice. I can't remember what the ones he says exactly, but yeah, that's all I remember. And then I just feel shame because yeah, I just and also the state of it as well. They just it's, it's like spices everywhere, sort of faded, aren't they? Like the packaging oh, and stuff. And you're like, oh, it's embarrassing. Oh, but I'm excited to hear what Nears has to say and his tips on how to make good homemade curry because I think once you've cracked it. You're golden. Yeah, definitely. And it's just it's just finding constant inspiration, isn't it? And sort of mixing it up. I think he uses like a base gravy and he tells he tells mm. us how to make that because then you add oh, other stuff to it. So yeah, keep listening um to hear from Niaz and also let us know if you if you know if you've been cooking any curries lately, we'd love to hear yes. your recipes, your tips, your you know, your disasters. Because <laughs> yeah. we know Maybe we all we have should... them. to be joined by Niaz Khan today um welcome to the podcast how are you I'm well thank you how are you Holly yeah I'm good thank you we've just been chatting about the weather haven't we very British like it's sunny (laughs) yesterday on Brick Lane I was just out and about walking half the time (laughs) really yeah just trying to get out of the kitchen of course yeah when the weather's good and you want to walk down the lane I I always make an effort just to see what everyone's got going on yeah Brick Lane. <laughs> what an incredible place to work. So you're executive chef of City Spice and you took yeah. over at just 17. You were you were running the place at 17, is that right? Yeah, so I had a big part in the kitchen and the restaurant operations from the age of 17. I've been cooking since I was 14, which is a different career journey from most I, I can imagine. Yeah. It's like an opportunity came up in a takeaway and I I didn't really have a lot of better didn't really have anything better to do. So I got stuck <laughs> in the kitchen. Started off with cutting the onions, doing you know, doing the cling film, getting shouted at, mopping, all of that stuff. And this was when I was fourteen. And the way the exposure I had in the takeaway was just three other staff, which meant that when one was off ill or when one was off on a, you know, bunking, which happens in in the kitchen a lot, <laughs> I would end up being at fourteen years old manning the main hob. So by sixteen, I I managed to pick up everything, you know, all the masalas, all the creams, all the cooking, all of the stuff that I used in my when I ended up making my vegan menu later on. So by sixteen, I was pretty much a really adept at my job. So when the opportunity came up on Brick Lane, you know, there was this rundown graffiti torn restaurant called City Spice. You know, it had graffiti all over the front page. Things were falling apart. They were like, "Do you want to join the kitchen? See what you could do." I joined as I think um, a second chef. And then by by 17 years old, I managed to take up the reins and I just learned from the best. You know, I had the privilege to work with Michelin chefs, et cetera, et cetera. So it was amazing. That's insane. I mean, my daughter's coming up for 17 and she's worked probably about five days in her whole life. So the thought of her running a kitchen would, well, I wouldn't let her near anywhere near (laughs) professional kitchen. Um, But since then, you've won loads of awards, haven't you? Your vegan menus won awards. Yeah, yeah. So... Like the actual restaurant itself, when we started working, it was it wasn't the best places to dine at, but we just wanted to put love and food and everything we could into our food and our service. And I think within the first twelve months, we got we had like a, a critic come into the restaurant, uh, one of those a curry body critic. So it's not just anyone; it's people that eat curry all the time. I don't know how they do it, but hey, right. <laughs> each to their own. Um, so yeah, and then we got shortlisted and. Li- I think 12 months later, we got an, uh, an envelope inviting us for Curry Awards. We went in, listed myself, put my cooking forward, and we won. 
And from there, it just started a, a chain of different awards, BCA, Curry Life, BCA for our vegan food. You know, it was, uh, and then the diners started coming in. Then we had more critic reviews and then it started getting packed out. And now I'm, I'm fortunate that, you know, on a Saturday evening, I can go out and it's not, it's not a line. It's like a whole horde of people because we're not very good at managing lines and people don't wait like they, they it's not really the British sense of waiting, you know, that's the best thing about us as British. We know how to queue, but yeah. it doesn't really happen on Britain. It's just a crowd of people. What's, tell me what's so special about Brick Lane then, because there are a lot of Indian restaurants there. Is that right? Yeah, yeah. So Brick Lane is kind of like an agglomeration of curry houses. It's like, I always joke that it's like, you know how Canary Wharf is for bankers. This is the same place, but for waiters and for kitchen staff. Right. Do you really want to elevate your curry cooking and if you really want to you know know what it takes to cook indian food go to brick lane um obviously there's loads of restaurants of brick lane some are better than others um i'm not being biased i mean i am being biased when i say <laughs> mine is best and for good reason but yeah so brick lane is like a whole strip of restaurants back in the day before when i was like 10 years old there used to be 60 on the lane wow so this this is like this is 60 as in next door to each other and it was one of the one of the first like UK's curry miles. But now because of rising rents and because some of the restaurants really weren't as good as they should have been, you know, having that privilege to be on the lane, there's about 10 left. Right. 60, yeah, that's and, insane. Yeah. And even out of the 10, I know that four of them are just there because they, you know, they're just paying the wages. They're not really making their way through. Because now with the internet, everything, you know who's the best, you know where to go. Yeah. So they're all waiting yeah. outside your restaurant, but not in an orderly queue. <laughs> not in an orderly queue, no. And it's just, uh, uh, yeah, yeah. But hey, I don't, I don't mind as long as, um, as long as they're still there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, before we get on to your new cookbook, which is called Vegan and Indian Cookbook, talk us through some yeah. of the award-winning dishes that are on the vegan menu at City Spice. Yeah, of course. So, so with the vegan dishes. One of the reasons that I made the cookbook was because customers were coming in and they were asking Niaz, how the hell do you make it like this without without cream, without ghee? And I'll explain more of that later on, but that was one of the main reasons for the cookbook. Right. And it was the same when I won the awards. Dishes like the Shobji Kufta Bujon, which is in the cookbook, dishes like the Chowlia Char, these, and the Palani potatoes, these were simple recipes that I made, but because of how I managed to make them give that rich texture, that that semblance of, you know, um, it fills up your mouth, makes you feel filling that, you know, it's quite, it was quite difficult to do before I started the vegan menu. That was what picked up the awards. Um, so yeah, in 2018, just to, just to go back now in February, in, in, you know, I read in the news that vegan you were is a thing uh, in 2018 and my friends were being vegan. So for that month I decided, let me give it a go. Let me try and be vegan. So I did, I did decide to become vegan and I went one step further. I thought, you know, a lot of my friends are becoming vegan. My restaurant itself doesn't really have a lot of vegan items. Let me help them. Let me, you know, let me do something so that if I went and I was vegan, I'd be able to enjoy my, my meal. Yeah. So create the vegan menu, uh, was in the kitchen 2am, 3am at times, just trying to get my one dish perfect. I'm I'm quite ratty if I don't get something perfect. So I'd stay, I'd stay till free. I got free parking outside. So I don't come out. Um, so yeah, I was just staying till free. I'm doing things like mixing pickles, um, trying to get rid of the ghee issue, um, trying to make it creamy, trying to make sure that when customers taste the dish, that it doesn't matter whether they're a flexitarian or a vegan or they eat meat, but just want to try the dish. There's no, there's no compromises. Mm. So 
worked away in the kitchen, toured away, launched a menu, I think just after my birthday in February. Within two weeks, it got picked up by the Independent and the Metro and the ITV. And it just it just spiraled from there. You know, uh, people started coming in. I think then it was about, it was surprising. I think then it was about 40% of my diners were coming in solely for the vegan menu, wow. which just shows how strong the vegan movement is uh, is now. Yeah. And it just took me, just not my cotton socks off. And that's why every year I still take part in Veganuary, apart from 2022. Uh, but there's a reason for that. And I keep adding to the menu, keep pulling dishes, adding better dishes on. So what 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 is it about ghee that's sort of so important in Indian dishes then? And how did you get around that? Yeah, so to be honest, I don't, I, I just, I just think this whole story is laughable. Because if you imagine, I don't know, let's say 14th century India, there's a man and he's just boiling butter. So he boils butter and the little liquid froth that you get at the top, that's ghee. Right. I don't know what what went in his mind to go, yeah, let me use that to cook with rather than butter itself. So you just imagine a man in a store with four other Indians just, you know, boiling ghee, just boiling butter. It's like you might as well sit and just boil oil or any liquid. Yeah. Um, and then from there, what happens is if you ask anyone in South Asian cooking, they'll say that they use ghee because it gives it has a higher boiling point and it has like a, like they say it has a nuttier and creamier um, end, end taste. But the thing is, is that in Indian cooking, high heat cooking is very important. It's very similar to, to Cantonese and Chinese cooking, you know, when you cook on a wok mm. and you cook your dishes in, in five, seven minutes. So what I decided to do was with ghee, I didn't, I've just felt with vegan food, you don't, even with my food that I'm doing now, I'm slowly phasing out ghee in my main dishes as well, because if you cook slower, it actually leads to a better end result. And my two hobs for vegans in my kitchen, they use vegetable oil and you just cook it slower. Okay. Obviously, in a busy kitchen, I understand that you need to get your mains out within seven, eight minutes. But with the vegan food, it needs to take time. So we just use vegetable oil, which has a lower boiling point, but it gives the same end result. Mm. Okay. And what about cream? Do you use like vegan cream in some of the dishes? Or so I use coconut cream. Oh, okay. Um, it's 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 when I started cooking with it, I it, it was it was amazing. So what I did was I took coconut milk, just stuck it in the fridge. It curdled up and the top part was coconut cream. Started using that in my cooking. And what I have then what I've then used with that's my main tip for basically thickening out dishes or reducing the spice, uh, spice palette if it's too spicy. Just chuck in some coconut cream and you get a really thick, beautiful, you know, creamy curry that is quite difficult to do in vegan curries. Mm, lovely. Yeah. So how can we recreate some of the the curries that you make? Um, in Brick Lane at home what what sort of staples should we sort of stock up on in our cupboards because us vegans love love to have all our condiments and spices and everything <laughs> because yeah. yeah sort of getting creative with things of course so what I'll, I'll I mean I can, I can run through my top five spices all the time but my top five spices won't be something that will like surprise anyone it's always the staples that I use so I've always used all-purpose seasoning which is you can use for example you can always buy curry powder uh, but if you go to like the Asian shops, you know, that will be somewhere. I hope there's some in Dorset. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. They're, they're, we're everywhere. So um, there's, there's be like specific all-purpose seasoning for what you're trying to do. So if you're trying to make a, like a tofu tikka marinade, there'll be a tikka paste that you can use. And because they use dry spices, it's vegan. Then I always use fresh naga chilies as opposed to chili powder because it gives it a better zing and it's not balanced within the dish. I don't like it when the dish is balanced. I like like little flavor explosions mm. when you're going along the curry. 
So I always recommend using naga, like just stocking up on naga chilies. Again, you can find them in the Asian shops. I know with the cost of living, if you want to be prudent with your money, go to the go to the Asian shops because Tesco sell like half half the quantity for double the price. Wow. Uh, so you know, make do with what you can with that. And then ground turmeric is always uh, a top notch uh, spice. It's, it gives that earthy, nutty aroma to to your curries. And then you've got things like garam masala. You know, garam masala for me is basically like chili powder, but it doesn't have the spice personality complex that you can say chili powder has. You know, it gives it a nice, uh, sweet depth to the curry that you need. And then you've got, for me, my ground coriander and ground cumin. Okay. The, I use them hand in hand. One gives the pungency, which is the cumin, and one gives it the nutty, sweety taste, which is the ground coriander. Okay. So there's my top four spices. Yeah. Okay, thank you. They have so yeah. many health benefits as well, don't they? And I know, you know, our listeners are sort of very health conscious in general. Um, they're yeah. kind of anti-inflammatory. They can boost metabolism. Yeah. So yeah. Turmeric know- especially is so good for that. Yeah. One of the things I actually wanted to dispel as a myth was that um and i think coming on uh, simply vegan would be the great best way to do it is uh, a lot uh, like a big trend now is using um it's called asafoetida right uh asafoetida which is in, in indian is called hing yeah. so that spice i don't i don't traditionally use it uh but um it's used in jain cooking so jain's a religion in in in, in india mm-hmm. they don't they don't cook with any meat you know they, you could say they're the original vegans because they've been being vegan since 4000 bc yeah um so yeah so they don't cook with any meat and uh they they cook they don't cook with any of the vegetables that grow underneath the ground so no beetroot no onions so they use use a lot of asafoetida because it gives that um because it gives those gut benefits it's not inflammatory it's it helps digestion but when you cook with onions like modern indian cooking does which i mean in my recipe book onions are pretty much in almost all my dishes mm-hmm. they don't go they it provides an adverse reaction it actually infl- inflates your bowels more so that's one of the things I think you should be aware when you cook, if you ever cook with asafoetida or okay. hink, which is if you use it with onions, not the best thing to do. Okay, right. I've never heard yeah. of that. I'll have to look it up. Yeah, it's 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 quite a trending spice. Um, like you know, out of all the spices, it's quite trending because it's like an aphrodisiac and it's it's right. got so many good gut benefits. I just know when you cook with onions, you shouldn't do it. So I just thought I'd uh, raise okay. that here. So if you're cooking with that, no onion. Yeah, with the asafoetida. Yeah. Okay. Right. Yeah. What about, um, I know in your book, you've kind of got a list of like staples to use. And one of them is mango juice, which I've never yeah. used before. What's, I mean, yeah. that adds like a nice sweet, sweet taste. So, so with, with mango juice, um, that's actually just like, I just made a drink recommendation. It was just a little joke I made, which was oh. like, um, <laughs> yeah, it was just like, it just, it just goes well with all my dishes. And oh. it's like, uh, the joke was, well, I don't know, I'm, I'm, I was really bad at it. <laughs> It was just to do with the fact that it's like an immigrant's holy water. It goes well with every curry. It just you know helps your palate as much, especially if you don't drink wine. Lovely. Uh, what I did, but uh, some like some like cooking tips from the cookbook that I'm happy to share here was like just use lemon juice, uh, which is like which is like a bullet point. If your curry is too spicy, or if you find like the flavors are just kicking about too much in your mouth, use two teaspoons of lemon juice. It will bring the palate down. It will neutralize the curry so that when you again taste it, it you can you can it's enjoyable okay. so if you ever find like stressing in a kitchen where you're messing up a curry use lemon juice okay that's brilliant especially for people like me with children when you you've sort of <laughs> you taste it and you're like oh no 
yeah, exactly. It's too much in your mouth, just two teaspoons of lemon juice, it works wonders. Okay, brilliant. Yeah. Um, I know what you on your YouTube channel, you um, have a video of making a base gravy, which is used in yeah. a lot of curry. So tell us about that. Yeah. How, do, how do we make a base gravy? Yeah, so thank you for watching my YouTube. Um, you probably want <laughs> one of what 10 people that watch it but hey thank <laughs> no, you no you've got I, loads I of subscribers I <laughs> uh, you know I just use that as a place for me when I'm at home just to cook food and put it on there yeah uh, but yeah so the vegan curry base which I've also got in my cookbook it's 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 the one-stop shop for making a lot of curries really easily the idea is you make the vegan base gravy stick it in the fridge and when you know when you come back from work and you're tired just use that mix it with a few spices and a few vegetables and you've got you've got a pucker curry so it's it's quite it's quite it's quite simple you just take a lot of onions a lot of pepper some oil some ginger and some garlic all of this fresh some, and then you've got your spices which in the book book is like garam masala coriander powder and cumin and some fenugreek seeds these are not they're not designed to over overpower the dish whack it and uh, cook it away let it all boil off um, then drop, add in your masala water let that cook away until it becomes all soft and gloopy. Stick it in a blender, blend it all together, and you've got a very simple vegan curry base. Okay. So when you then cook with vegetables, all you've got to do is add that vegan curry base in, add the vegetables in, add your spices that you want to use to make it sweet or, mm. or sour, and then you've got a really good curry. So I use it in, for example, my Shabdi Kufta Bujan. I use it in in my Palani potatoes in, in the restaurant. You know, uh, my loads of dishes I use it in. Such a great because it just idea. makes life easier. Yeah, yeah, it just makes life easier. We're all so yeah. busy, and sometimes you think, "Oh, if I've got really got time to make a curry and cook everything yeah. down." And what's masala water? So masala water, what it is, it's um, it's basically the dry spices. So you get cumin, not cumin, sorry. If you get cinnamon sticks, you get green cardamom, black cardamom, and some cloves. And you just let it bring up to a boil. So while it's boiling, all the spices, if you can break the cumin, you know, all the, all the spices seep out. Okay. It gives it a very mild profile, but a subtle difference. And then with a sieve, you just pour it over your base gravy that you're making and all of that dry spice, the water of it goes into the curry. So at the same time, it's rather than boiling, you know, just standard water, it's spiced water. It's like pasta water, but Indian. Yeah, lovely. Oh, so many people are going to be cooking curry when this goes out. Yeah, They're going to be yeah, like, curry night! <laughs> yeah. I've been, I've been cooking for almost 10 years now uh and tips like this are second nature to me but i know when i'm talking i just spiral out because there's so many i've got (laughs) yeah it's like you say it becomes second nature and you sometimes you don't even think to to explain because it's just normal to you isn't it whereas you know yeah uh, of course how do you cook your tofu because a lot of us struggle even when we've been vegan for quite a few years to kind of get yeah. it to you know especially if you're cooking it in a sort of a liquid dish like a with yeah. a curry sauce it kind of can just go really mushy and yeah it gets congealed right yeah um, it's, it's the worst I remember when I first started because for me like I'm sure a lot of vegans are faces when I'm when I came up with my vegan venue in 2018 I was like okay I need a protein sub tofu so then I bought a lot of tofu from Asda mm-hmm. and that night was probably the worst night of my life because every time I cooked, it just ended up with like a congealed slurry mess where it wasn't giving me the texture that I wanted. Um, so then, then I then I called my friend um, and I was like, my friend was vegan since he was like 14 years old. Wow. So he's been vegan for a while, yeah. Uh, and I was like, what do you guys used to cook? What do you guys used to cook tofu with? And he said, go back to the shop, buy extra firm tofu. So it'll probably go back in the night and... Even then, extra firm tofu still gave me some issues. So what I do now is 
I buy extra firm tofu. There's a brand in Ocado called, you know, for my cookbook uh, uh, that I would recommend for people to buy, which is called like Tofu Naked Firm. Oh, yeah. yeah. I like that one. That's well, I used, yeah, I used them from um, Ocado when I cook at home. They're not paying me for this, by the way. This, this <laughs> but they're good. They should be. Um, yeah. So, so I use them. And what I do is I'll bake it in the oven. So I'll bake it in the oven for a bit, for about 10, 12 minutes, let that firm up. And then I'll add it towards the end. So I'll season it separately, bake it, and then add it towards the end of my curry, just as I'm stirring it in, yeah. just let the flavors mix in. What it does is it's already extra firm. So we're quite lucky with that. And But it stops it from falling apart yeah. which you don't want to do in a curry so that's yeah. that's my top tip and that's also my top uh, supplier shout out okay <laughs> thank yeah. you yeah, yeah. Like, to be fair I, I could go through my my what i what i run through in terms of what i use for butter for oil for milk for, even in my dishes for butter i use flora you'd be surprised like um a lot of these aren't like restaurant uh novelties yeah. i just buy them from the supermarket <laughs> and try and get a good deal with them if, they, if, they, if there's a if there's a deal with butter i use flora i use the flora spread and they've got this new product coming out which is like a salted block of flora okay i think it's quite good it works really well with my curry so i use that quite a lot with oil i've always used olive oil for shallow frying and vegetable oil for deep frying uh, to swap out the ghee and if i'm ever using like if i'm ever cooking a dish that's more creamy i always use vegetable oil i know it's not as healthy but I'm not, I'm not one for it. I just want it to taste nice. Yeah. So I use that. Um, and then my cream sub, as I said, where I use coconut cream. Um, with I always try and uh, do like cost of living tips with coconut with, with coconut cream. If you buy it in Asda, it's like £2.30 a jar. But you can always buy coconut milk, which is a pound, and stick it in the fridge. It does the same thing. And, and you just got to wait 24 hours. Yeah. Yeah. So- and then there's milk. Sorry, Karen. Sorry. No, that's all right. Yeah, yeah. I was just no, going to no, say it right. kind of separates out, doesn't it? So you just scrape off yeah. the top, and that's the cream. Yeah, you can scrape off the top, and that's more than enough for a, for a dish for, for for two people. So it's it's always the best. And then you have got coconut milk left over to use. Yeah, yeah. And then yeah, so that's that's my sub. And then ghee, the biggest the biggest thing for me was using vegetable oil and just taking your time to cook it and not cooking it as over a, such a high heat. Okay. Do you yeah. use some um, air fryers? Are like really popular, aren't they? Do you ever use those? Yeah. So with 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 air fryers, the reason they're so popular is because they take what commercial ovens do, but in your own home oh, without the okay. four thousand pound expense. So in in our restaurant, for example, you've got your cooker over the top, then underneath you've got gas ovens. So those gas ovens do what air fryers do, but just on a bigger scale. So you can boil rice, you can cook everything you want. So I technically I've been using air fryers since I started cooking, but <laughs> yeah. on a different scale altogether. Oh. That's why when you go to a restaurant and you see like Brussels sprouts and they just they just taste so good and you're like why can't I do this at home? It's because we've used these massive convection gas ovens that get really high heat that cook really well. Yeah. Okay. Brilliant. Yeah. I'm hopefully yeah. getting an air fryer at last this week, so I'm very excited to start uh, experimenting. <laughs> uh, I, I have an air fryer at home and it makes life very very easy. You, you can come back from the gym, just chuck random stuff in, and it cooks in ten minutes. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, you you'll love it. <laughs> Brilliant. Yeah. yeah, I need a nice big one for my family because, uh, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I imagine <laughs> a lot of kids as well who I'm sure they'll get hungry when they're yeah. oh, you can. They're always hungry. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, just to finish, tell us about the work that you do with um, food banks and charities and sort of why is this important to you? Because I saw that you did 5,000 biryanis for the NHS, didn't you? That's insane. Yeah. So um, in December, I just thought, so as you know, there's a cost of living crisis going on, which I think it's 
couldn't be a worse time for this to happen, you know, coming out of the pandemic. And um, and I just saw in December that you got all these nurses who worked so hard throughout the pandemic, and now you got a government who can't, who ref- kind of refuses to give them what they honestly deserve. Mm. But obviously, I'm a chef. I'm not a politician, and I'm not good with my words, and I'm not, you know, doing what they do. So I just thought it was the only way I can help. So what I did was I made over 5,000 uh, meat biryanis and vegan biryanis in two separate tubs. And throughout Christmas, I just drove around London, hospitals in London and the southeast, uh, just dropping off biryanis in boxes and boxes and boxes, filling up my car every other night, just dropping them off just as a way to say thank you. Because I can imagine those that work the locum shifts at midnight at 2 a.m., they don't get time to eat, you know, they, even on their shifts, they only get 10 minutes. A lot of them do their shifts on crackers and tidbits, mm. which which is not what you want when you're going into a surgery, but it's just the way things are. So I bought them this birani, you know, this warm cooked food, just as a way of me saying thank you for the work they've done for us over the pandemic. I mean, I was at home. This was, it was during the pandemic, I wrote my vegan cookbook, but they were working tirelessly. So I did that just as a way to say thank you. And then I donated any proceeds that I raised from, from, you know, trying to raise awareness of this to local food banks just to show awareness of the cost of living and mm. everything that's going on. Uh, and even then with, with my cookbook, I'm planning later on. The cookbook is supposed to be released on June 29th. Um, there's no, I haven't got pre-order set up for it, but if you follow me on social media on Niaz Khan on Instagram, I'll keep everyone updated. But later on, I'm planning to just release a version that's just solely at City Spice. It's like a premium version of the cookbook, a couple of extra recipes, but the proceeds of them will go slowly to charity. Oh, that's brilliant. Amazing. Yeah. Well, I can yeah. imagine being on one of those shifts and getting, you know, a nice biryani delivered. I bet they were so happy. Yeah, they, they were so happy to the point where I don't, I, I've never seen such a look on people's faces. It was like confoundment, surprise, surprise, <laughs> yeah. everything. So that, that was, that was, that was top notch. And yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, the one thing about my cookbook is if if you're not comfortable, if you, you know, like you can buy loads of vegan cookbooks. Not all of them are, are best. Some some you can tell they're made solely from a marketing point of view. I made mine for my customers who kept asking. And if you ever doubt, you know, if my cookbook recipes are good, you can always just come into the restaurant. And I'm sure within five minutes, I'll have you convinced otherwise. Yeah, I'd love to visit. I really must um, get up to London at some point soon. and yeah. Um, I mean, we're on Brick Lane, so you can have a day out anyway on Brick Lane itself. Yeah, exactly. Oh, Niaz, it's been yeah. so lovely to chat to you and um, good luck. You know, I hope the cookbook sells well. It's, it looks amazing. I mean, I've got a, a copy here, like an early PDF copy. And um, yeah. yeah, the dishes look really, really good. Yeah, so, I'll make sure to post you one uh, when it comes out. It's due to come out on the June 29th. But, okay. Uh, for pre-orders and stuff on my social media, I'll, I'll keep everyone updated on Niaz Khan on Instagram. Let us know what you thought of today's episode. You can email simplyvegan at anthem.co.uk or leave us a review on your platform of choice. We're back next Thursday, but in the meantime, see you on Patreon.